0: Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. Hi, welcome back. Today I'm talking about a very important sensitive topic, which is body image. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably at some point in your life, if not still struggle with your body image. It's in my opinion, one of the sort of illnesses that is plaguing our society. It seems like everybody and every body has judgments about their body and insecurities and self-esteem issues. And it breaks my heart. Because the reality is our bodies are such incredible, miraculous vehicles. Literally, if you really allow your mind to comprehend how your body exists and works, it is, in my opinion, incomprehensible. It's just like, ah, I can't wrap my mind around how it's possible that this body has over 30 trillion cells in it that if you were to zoom in under a microscope to the s- the atoms of the body it's more than 90% empty space so your body is somehow put together by energy and space to create matter with trillions of cells which is more than 3000 times the amount of the world population in your body like what can you even begin to comprehend what a miracle this body of yours is. Probably not. I would probably be able to to guess that you haven't really sat down with that level of curiosity or gratitude or appreciation for your body. And that's okay. I'm not shaming you for it. But the whole point of today's episode is to support you in beginning to recognize where your body image has been shaped and where it's come from and then to empower you to recognize that there are steps you can take to begin to improve your own body image because the body image is hypnotism. We've been brainwashed to believe that our body equals our worth, that our weight is our worth, that our physical appearance and the amount of fat on your body is the most important thing that you need to obsess about and strive to change in order to be worthy and deserving of loving yourself or of other people loving and respecting you, or of receiving good things in your life, which is just insanity, it's insanity. And yet that is the world that we live in, and that is the illusion that many of us are plugged into that keeps us stuck in self-hatred and self-judgment. We don't wanna do that anymore. I know you're tired of hating your body. I know you're tired of not feeling good enough. And probably up until now, what you've believed is that if you could control your food, then you'd be able to control and manipulate your body weight and shape and size and then you would feel better then you would finally feel good or then you would finally feel confident or start to love yourself and i'm here to let you know it usually doesn't work that way and you might be saying no no sarah i remember there was a time when i felt really confident and i was thinner and maybe that was true for a period of time but typically when i talk to most women if they really honestly think back to when you were what you believed to be your ideal size, you actually weren't that confident. You actually still really obsessed about your appearance or worried how others perceived you. It was not the solution to loving yourself, it just wasn't. And that was true for me. When I was my thinnest, I was also my most unhealthy and felt the most insecure in my body because I was obsessing about it all the time. It's all that consumed in my mind was how do I maintain this body? The fear of how do I not gain weight, right? How do I make sure that I remain good enough because I wanna date a man and he's only gonna love me if I stay this way, right? Like all these crazy stories that we tell ourselves keep us stuck in this body brainwashing bullshit. I'm just gonna say it straight. So, <laughs> Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about how our body image is formed from a psychology perspective, as well as offer some steps that you can take to begin to go down the path of deeper body love and acceptance, at the very least, ease up on the amount of judgment and hatred that you have towards your body. Now, before I do, I want to just offer a disclaimer that i exist in a thin or normal body so i have not had the experience of existing in a body that one would label as obese or overweight and so i don't relate to what that experience is to exist in a body that we could label as bigger so as i talk about body image i just want you to know that my experience is as a woman who exists in a white body a thin body able body, feminine body, a straight body. I guess the body itself isn't straight, but I am. That's my quote unquote identity, right? Those are the experiences that I can relate to. And so as much as I try to maintain an open perspective that would apply to anybody in any body, I might have some prejudice just because of my own personal experience. And so I'm naming that so you understand where I'm coming from. And if something I say doesn't land with you, then great. You get to come to your own conclusions or adapt what I'm saying to, to be applicable for you and your situation in your body. But from the hundreds of women that I've worked with in all body shapes and sizes, I find that this tends to be pretty universal. Okay. So here we go. There are going to be four ways that your body image gets shaped. Now, the first one is through society, through the media. And we know this. We live in a very toxic culture when it comes to beauty standards, when it comes to the fitness industry, when it comes to diet culture. And we've been inundated with information that our ancestors were never exposed to regarding what you should eat and how your body should look. How you, you should be striving for the ideal body image, physical appearance, and it goes beyond just the shape of your body or the amount of fat on your body, right? We're getting information about wrinkles and we're getting information now about how your lips should look and your eyelashes should look and your hair should look and your fingernails should look. And it's, you know, this insane amount of categories of how your body is now being picked apart and marketed to you. As how it should look and what you need to do to maintain that appearance or strive to get that appearance and for many of us we could spend our whole life striving to achieve that ideal body and never get there and never ever be satisfied that is not the way that i want to live in this human body i got one body in this lifetime and i don't want to spend all of my free time trying to make it better. I would much rather put that energy into loving and accepting my body as it is and just enjoying my life. Yeah. That's not to say that self-care isn't valuable. That's not to say that we don't want to take care of the body, right? Neglecting the body is also not an act of self-love, but there's sort of this beautiful way to approach self-care where you're not doing it because you hate your body and you need it to change. That's not self-care the self care that we're looking for is if I get my hair done or I go to get a massage or a facial, it's because it feels good for me to take care of myself in that way, not because I'm attached to an outcome when it comes to physical appearance and how the world perceives me or how I perceive myself. So we've got media also. I just want to note like our ancestors think about those who lived little house on the Prairie. They didn't have, social media and televisions and magazines and the internet and billboards. And they may not have even had mirrors to know what their bodies look like. Like that was the last thing on their mind that they cared about because they were so focused on survival, right? And now that we've got all this beautiful technology of the modern digital age, right, it has really screwed us up mentally. And this is why we notice that our parents and our parents' parents are the ones who sort of started the trend. So this is the second place that our body image is formed, and it's through the family structures. If you think back to your own upbringing or to your parents or grandparents, I want to invite you to consider what you observed in terms of their own relationship with their bodies and their body image. Now, maybe they never outwardly spoke about their bodies in a negative way, but you observe them commenting on other people's bodies or family members' bodies. Maybe, and I've heard this a number of times from clients, maybe your grandmother was really focused on her physical appearance, that really mattered to her. And so she really cared how she raised your mother So that your mother also valued her appearance and prioritized that as the most important thing as a woman that she could do is to look beautiful so that she could find a suitor or a husband, right? And then that gets passed down to you. And so we often see through the maternal line as well as through the paternal line because a lot of times the, the masculine side was enforcing on their wives or their women how they wanted them to be as well. And so we can see historically how there's been in the patriarchy, this oppression of the feminine body or an attempt to control the female body. And in this day and age, that control is more of a mental control now because it's an obsession in our minds that consumes how we view ourselves and ultimately keeps women out of their true power because we're giving our power away to the media. We're giving our power away to family, to the patriarchy, to authority, to people who are telling us this is how you have to be. And when we agree with them and then we strive, we put all of our energy and time and we mentally obsess and we put ourselves down, like that keeps you small. It keeps you from knowing the truth of who you are. It keeps you from being able to show up in the world basically unfuckable with, you know, because they're getting to you. Oh, they're poking away at your mind, making you believe that you're not enough. And that feels like shit. That is not, I know, how you actually wanna exist in this world. I'm guessing. I mean, if you do, fine. But for most of us, that's not the case. So we've got what's going on with the media. The media has also influenced how our parents and grandparents have started to view themselves and their bodies. That's also been passed down generationally potentially influencing you and how you view your body. You may have also had parents who did outwardly comment about their body. Maybe you observed your parents dieting, struggling with their weight, making comments about how much they hated their body or appearance. Maybe you had parents who refused to take pictures because they were insecure about how they looked. There's lots of ways that this can show up. And you can take a moment to journal about this or just reflect inwardly on what your experience was and what you were exposed to growing up that maybe influence your beliefs around body image because to a certain degree we've either learned because we've mirrored this from our parents we've learned because it's been directly told to us and we adopted that as truth we took those beliefs in or we learned because we observed it in the media around us now the other way that you may have had your body image shaped is through your own direct experience meaning how people interacted with you or your body or perceived your body, or spoke about your body, or judged your body. And this could have happened over the entire trajectory of your lifetime as a toddler, as a child, as an adolescent, getting older, right? And so if you have very strong body image memories, these memories of the time somebody said something about your body that stick out in your memory, it's like ingrained in your brain. You would never forget it. And that becomes some of the anchors that shapes your belief around your body. I'll give you an example of myself. So when I was growing up, I was a gymnast and I was, like I said, in a thin body, naturally thin. And my nickname in elementary school and throughout gymnastics was string bean and twiggy. String bean and twiggy. So I began to form this, this the self-image of I am thin. I'm a twig. That's who and how Sarah is. I had other peers and their nicknames were things like Pudge. Um, I had a client who, you know, had a nickname, um, and, and this students would call him fat Matt as his name. And that forms our self image because in our mind, we believe like, this is how people see me. And this is part of my identity. So you might have a memory of people actually commenting about your body and it might have been endearing it might not have been a negative comment you know um, parents i've heard about will joke with their young children that they have thunder thighs or you know pillsbury doughboy rolls and it's just a little kid but what is meant to be playful teasing can actually really sting and hit and hurt a child and begin to create these beliefs that my body wow, there's something wrong with it because they're pointing it out. They're making a comment about it. And either we then internalize that and make the conclusions that my body is wrong or bad and needs to be different or that my body equals what makes me valuable and lovable. I hear that more with women who tend to have a naturally ideal body, right? Like their body just naturally looks like the images we see in the media. And so those women, they get a lot of attention for their body, but then they believe the only reason people like me or the only reason I'm valuable is because of my appearance. It's because of how I look. And so that can also be harmful, right? You know, we can be jealous of people who we think, oh, they're so lucky they have a great body. And they're actually struggling because nobody sees their soul or their intelligence or values them or respects them and and just uses them or takes advantage of their body. And so everybody in every body, no matter the shape or size of the body, has likely experienced one or more events in their life that have been painful involving your body or that have shaped your body image. And so I want to invite you to also take some time to reflect on this. Make a list of the memories that come to mind for you. And just notice, because that awareness is power, as you begin to recognize, wow, wow, this is some of the stuff that was shaping my body image over my life. Then, ooh, then you put yourself in that empowered position where you get to decide, moving forward, what do I want to choose to believe? How do I want to choose to talk about myself? So I want to continue to reinforce these beliefs that were created at a very young age or as a result of an experience that resulted from a total asshole who I'm giving my power away because I'm letting what that person said or did to me dictate how I view myself. Like, how do we take our power back from those moments? And you can't do that if you don't recognize what some of those moments are. One of the processes that I use with clients to support in doing this is, of course, tapping, which allows us to a process called memory reconfiguration it's like literally tapping back into the subconscious and the neural networks of the mind to help to clear some of the emotional charge that might be there whether it's shame or insecurity and help to establish some new beliefs like wow who i am is actually enough wow my body actually isn't bad wow i actually really really appreciate this body and all it does for me when i work with clients i do not Strive to help them lose weight. It's not my area of expertise. That is not my personal goal. If you have a goal of weight loss, you're allowed to have that goal and that desire for you. But the problem I see is that a lot of women say, I will love myself once I lose this weight. I'll feel happy once I lose this weight. It's a conditional happiness. And you put all of the pressure on your body, weight, shape, and appearance needing to change in order for you to feel happy or to feel love for yourself. And we can see how that's unconditional love right? So the goal that I try to impart on clients that I want to impart on you is to work on the reverse. How can I love and accept myself and my body exactly as it is right now, knowing that my body is more than just the number on the scale. And from that place of loving and accepting what is taking care of myself because it feels good to take care of myself from a place of love and using that energy of love, as the container from which I then approach making changes to support myself in achieving whatever goals I've, I've selected for myself, whether that goal is to just improve, you know, strength and conditioning, or that goal is to feel more comfortable in the clothes that you have or to weight release. Can that be a result of you actually unconditionally, totally loving and accepting yourself? most people cringe and say, I don't see how that's possible. But that really is to me the goal that we're working towards. And both can exist that you can both accept your body, meaning it is what it is. Like this is my body. Your body is your body right now. Like that is the reality. I accept this is my body and it's a good body worthy of love and respect. And I'm also working on changing. We are beings who are always meant to expand and grow and change. So change is inevitable that we have those desires. I'm not making that wrong or bad either. It's just from where is that desire coming from? And if it's anchored in self-hatred or not feeling good enough, then you wanna clean up those emotional wounds and those sort of thorns that are keeping you stuck in self-loathing because that is going to be there even if you lose weight. Hey, if you're struggling with your body image, I have something for you. It's a free body gratitude meditation that I designed to help you shift your attitude about your body from one of criticism to one of gratitude and appreciation for all that it does. Because your body is so much more than its weight and shape. And experiencing body love and acceptance, it's an inside job. Click the link in the show notes to access the meditation and begin to cultivate a new perspective about that miracle body of yours. There's a book called Psycho-Cyber Kinetics by Maxwell Maltz, which is all about self-image and how our self-image is created and how we can reprogram our self-image. And his story is interesting because he started out as a um, – what do you call it? plastic surgeon there we go he started out as a plastic surgeon and he observed this really interesting phenomena where people would come in dissatisfied with their body and ask him to change their nose or you know the shape of their body and what he observed is that in half of the people when he would do a procedure they would feel immediately better suddenly felt so confident and good about themselves but in the other half of people what he found is that they were still unhappy that they still didn't feel good enough, that they were still insecure, even after he made the change that they swore would make them finally feel good about themselves. And what he concluded is that our outward appearance, if it changes, it doesn't matter if our inward self-image doesn't improve as well. If you still internally have the beliefs that I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable, you will continue to find things about your body to judge and criticize and pick apart. So I know you may believe that losing weight or changing your appearance will lead to you feeling happier. But I'm telling you that scientifically that is shown that often doesn't happen. And if you were to go back in time and think about a time in your life where looking back, cause we always do this, right? We compare our body now to how our body was in the past which is also a terrible practice that we want to kind of nix in the butt, because I guarantee most of you are comparing yourself to your body when you were like in high school playing sports or when you were like 18, and now you're like, I don't know, 20, 30 years older. So of course your body is going to mature and change, but for some reason you're expecting your body should stay exactly the same as it was 20 years ago, or you're comparing your body to the way your body was before you had kids and expecting your body to not change when it grew a human life and pushed it out your yoni and gave birth to the biggest miracle of all. If you're comparing yourself to those bodies and not loving the body you have in now because it doesn't look like the body you had then, that is a flag, that's a problem and it's not serving you because I got news for you, the body you have right now It's going to continue to change. And the body you have right now is going to get old and it's going to get wrinkly and you're going to struggle with mobility more and more the older and older you get, because hopefully you're going to live a really long, beautiful, healthy life. So you're going to be here to see your hundredth year, right? Like that body of yours is going to change. The body you had as an infant is going to change when you become a child and when you become a teen. It is like a law of the universe that this body is always changing. So we have to change this fixed mindset. That is my body has to stay exactly as it was in order for me to love myself. That's crazy talk. And chances are, if you actually were honest with yourself and thought about the body you had in high school or the body you had before kids, maybe you felt good about yourself. But most likely that girl was also insecure because I hear it all the time. I ask, well, were you happy when you were thin? And I hear it all the time. Nope, no, she was, no, she hated her body. I would do anything to go back in time and tell her to love herself whoa okay so now what would your hundred-year-old self tell the you of today right now how would that hundred-year-old self want you to be treating your body now how would she want you to view your body now hopefully you can connect with the truth (laughs) that it would be a very loving message a message of really seeing your eyes through a new lens because that's what it's about not changing your body but to change the lens through which you view your body. That's the work ahead of you and again I said you can still from that place work on work towards improvements or changes or whatever word you want to use because you value health but let's not pretend anymore that you're doing that because you're not enough because that's not true even if it feels really true it's time to start to upgrade your thinking and the beliefs that you have about yourself and your body please I don't want you to continue living your life feeling stuck in a prison of self-hatred you don't have to so as you're approaching your own body image journey there's a few other things that i want you to keep in mind i talked about looking at what were some of the key experiences that you had that have shaped your body image over your life and specifically for people in a female body i want you to also consider what happened as you went through puberty this is a really key time where our body body totally transforms And if you didn't have the right guidance or support, it can be a time of a lot of shame and confusion. So that's a key period in time where women tend to reject their body. For example, for myself, because I was a late blossomer, I didn't really develop boobs, all I want, you know, I would stuff my bra in my bedroom with socks to try and have the appearance, right, of breasts because that's all I wanted, to feel womanly and beautiful. And yet that didn't happen until I was in college, right? But I had, beliefs about my body not being good enough because of that and then on the other side there are women who are very curvy who develop very large breasts and hips and curves and again there's a rejection of that because it feels like too much or you feel like you draw unwanted attention there can be a ton of shame Connected to having a really sensual body as if your body is bad because you're suddenly getting attention from the opposite sex, or people are now making comments about your body or objectifying your body, or God forbid, touching your body, or, you know, maybe you even experience some form of sexual trauma as a result of your changing body. And these are really key memories and experiences that often lead a woman to reject her physical body. You know, it's like, we don't want to be recognize anymore or get unwanted attention and so that can sometimes show up one of two ways which is women will gain weight to create a protection and barrier to not look quote-unquote attractive or beautiful or women will become very masculine right they they become hyper um, rigid and and flat-chested and almost tomboyish to make their body not look like a feminine body and you might fall into a spectrum of that somewhere But it is so important on this healing path that we as women exist in feminine bodies begin to fully reclaim our feminine power, which means allow our sensuality to start to emerge and flow, to feel confident with our body exactly as it is and allow ourselves to feel sexy. God damn it. No matter what your body looks like, your body doesn't have to change for you to experience sensuality and sexuality. It's again, it's a mindset thing. The moment you believe I'm sexy, you are. And we have some beautiful examples now in pop, culture such as lizzo who are leading the charge showing us that you can feel sexy and powerful in any body and then i hear people who say oh yeah that's great for them but not me my body's the exception my body can't be sexy at a bigger size and i'm gonna call bullshit on you it can the moment you believe it can you can be sexy the moment you believe you can And you're here in this feminine body, baby. So you might as well begin to really allow yourself to feel the juice of what it is to be female, to be beautiful, to be sexy, to be desired, and not to do it to get the attention from somebody outside of yourself, to do it for you. That's a key piece of this. You do it for yourself. The other patterns that I see a lot of women do that I want you to be aware of, and I want you to cut it out, is body comparison and body complaining. So one is comparing your body to other people's bodies. Just stop it because I guarantee that they are comparing their body to your body as well or to other people's bodies. And we're all just comparing and despairing and not feeling good enough. It's got to stop. Like I dream of a world where we all show up in our bodies feeling so confident and good and celebrating the diversity of everyone around us. When I used to teach a a lecture at a wellness center, I would put up this picture. It was all these different fruits. It was a big poster, you know, it's a banana and there's a strawberry and a kiwi and a watermelon. But they're all sad and complaining. And the watermelon's like, I'm too big and The banana's like, I'm curved and broken, and the kiwi's like, I'm too hairy, you know, and they're all crying because their body looks different from the other fruit bodies. And then it says, you know, if they only knew how sweet each of their bodies were. It's like, damn, that is it. Like, unfortunately, because of the conditioning I mentioned at the beginning, you know, we don't believe that we all have sweet bodies. Like, we really adamantly are choosing to believe that there is an ideal good body and that the rest of us have bad bodies. But what if we all rejected that notion and said, you know what, we actually all get to feel really fucking good in our bodies. We all, it actually is true that I can have a beautiful body exactly as it is. And I'll tell you something, that is a huge relief the moment you give yourself that permission. Because most of us do not want to have to actually put our energy into trying to diet and control food and resist eating the things we actually want to eat and force ourselves to have to work out more than we want to work out or in ways that don't actually feel good to us because we're doing that because we think we have to in order to be fit or good enough to feel happy and loved. Like if you told me you don't have to do that anymore and it's actually okay, oh my God, when I made that realization for myself and believed it, it was like, The biggest weight lifted off of my shoulders because I would spend hours at the gym when I was in my period of disordered eating and living. Hours pounding my body on the treadmill and on the weight machines and in the boxing class, trying to quote unquote stay healthy and fit, which was actually just ruining my hormones, perpetuating my eating disorder, and causing stress for my body. Like it wasn't actually healthy. So, I'm giving you that permission, babe, that you don't have to work to change yourself anymore. If it doesn't feel good and you don't want to, you get to just start loving yourself exactly as you are. And it takes a decision like it's as easy as saying, I am committed from this moment forward to loving this body, to accepting this body at the very least, no longer putting down this body. And this is the work. It's a thought work process, meaning, You commit. I'm going to observe every thought I think and every word I speak about myself and my body. And I never will let another negative, critical, mean thought about my body pass my mind or my mouth without catching it and immediately changing it. When you can commit to this practice, because the thought work and changing the body image, it's not easy. Yes, it starts with a decision, but because these patterns of hating yourself are probably so deeply ingrained and unconscious and automatic, that the process of repatterning our body image does take repetition, 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 repetition. Because if you've been thinking those negative thoughts thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of times that you've had these negative thoughts about your body over the span of your lifetime, it's gonna take a lot of repair and correction through new thoughts, new thoughts, new thoughts. I'm enough. I approve of myself. I accept myself. I'm worthy and deserving. I have a good body. I'm learning to love myself exactly as I am. And you're gonna start to show up for yourself in that way. And over time, even if you don't believe it at first like those thoughts begin to get planted in the fertile seed of you, the fertile soil of your mind and then those seeds begin to grow roots as you fertilize it through repetition and repetition and a conviction that i will believe this goddammit it because i refuse to hate myself any longer i refuse to be an enemy to my own body from this moment forward i will learn how to live in harmony with her because she is a living organism you know that right like your body is a living breathing Life animated body that you have the privilege of inhabiting in this lifetime. Are you kidding me? What? Oh, and you're going to hate that? That would be like hitting your beautiful, cute dog because it pooped on the carpet one time. Like what? What, 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 what will it take to begin to change the lens through which you see your body? Because when we're living from ego consciousness, all we see is our body and we believe that our body is who we are and that our body equals the number one measure of our value and worth. It's not true. Not true. Your body is a vessel for you and who you are is far greater than anything in physical form, right? You have this soul, you have this essence, you have a spirit, whatever you want to call it, a higher self, true self that is inhabiting animating the body but babe that's not who you are the body isn't who you are it allows you to experience the human experience in its fullness to taste the food to smell the aromas to listen to the sounds to feel a hug or a kiss right to dance to play to feel the sand on your toes to feel the wind on your skin to think to learn like like the body allows us to function And if you believe that we start as non-physical and then come into the physical body, it can be fun to imagine floating up above earth as a spirit, ready to come in and incarnate. And you're watching people eat delicious food, which looks amazing. And you're seeing people hug and play and laugh. And you're like, man, I want to get in. I want to play, right? I want a body so I can try that. Like I want to test drive that. It's the same when we see people driving a car and we've never driven it. It's like, oh, I just want to see what that's like. You know, or if you watch people on TV eating this meal, when I watch like the great, bit, great British Baking Show, man, and I see the desserts they get to taste and like, oh, I would do anything to just go in your body, Paul, and be able to taste what that tastes like. Like we're here for the experience, the human experience, the sensory experience. We're not here. Your soul did not select to come to earth so that you could achieve the perfect body and eat perfectly and deprive yourself of all the things you like in order for you to feel good enough to love yourself. You came in loving yourself, babe. That little infant body that you had, that little infant baby, she, she didn't know what self-hatred was. She learned it. If you have children, when your children came into this world, they are just a ball of love. Like, that's it. They don't know what it is to hate themselves to judge themselves the voice of the inner critic is one that is learned that is created over time yeah which means it's something that we can change it's not fixed what a relief what a relief yeah so now you have the free will choice like where are you going to stand for when it comes for comes to you and your body and how you're choosing to treat her and exist with her are you working against her is she an enemy right? Have you disidentified from your body and your body is a thing that you talk about that you hate and you blame, right? Or are you really embracing like, oh my gosh, this body is like, wow, mine. This body is amazing. This heart, these eyes, wow, my voice, this mind that works. You know, and when is the last time that you really said thank you to your body and everything that she does for you to keep you safe and weight, by the way, is an attempt by the brain and body to keep you safe. So when we hate our body for actually trying diligently to protect us and make sure that we survive, right, it's, it's like yelling at a kid who was like, but mom, I thought I was helping you, right, and you're yelling at them for not doing it right. It's like, uh-uh, that's not the way to teach a child. And that's not the way to teach your own body. It's through love, it's through compassion, it's through speaking kindly to yourself. The way you, I'm sure, speak kindly to those around you. And if you heard the words you said about yourself, if someone else said them out loud and they told you this is what they're thinking about themselves or how they're treating themselves, you would, I'm sure, really, really (laughs) tell them, I can't even find the words. You assure them that that isn't true, right? You would assure them that that isn't helpful. You would genuinely want them to treat themselves better. And so it starts with you. Like we have to be the ones who lead by example to begin to embody the new truth. And we're here right now to do that for our children and the future generations so that they don't have to grow up believing in the same bullshit brainwashed beliefs we've believed and they don't have to continue to fight hating their bodies in this world. it's not, a, it's not a struggle that I wish on anyone, and it's not a struggle I wish on you. And so you get to take this and begin today to make that same vow to yourself, that you'll do whatever it takes to begin to really love and accept yourself as you are, as you work towards actions that are aligned with greater self-love, however that looks and whatever it takes, you're worthy and deserving. And so to help you on this journey i have a body gratitude meditation that i created which is a way that you can just begin to shift your perspective about yourself and your body if all you do is judge and criticize it this is going to put you in connection with all the things that your body does to keep you alive and healthy and give you an opportunity to shower your body and all of the parts that make the whole with love and appreciation So you can begin to shift the energy that you have around yourself and your body. And I encourage you to download this. It's a free resource that I'm offering to you and use it all the damn time. Like every day, twice a day would not be too much because changing those deeply ingrained patterns is going to take a little bit of work, babe, but it is well worth it because you do deserve it. Thanks for tuning in to the empowered eating and living podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to follow the show so you don't miss future episodes. And if you loved it, then please share this episode on your social media or send it to loved ones who may benefit from listening too.